Hey, Joey. <gasps> Boys and girls, let's start the show. Let's catch up with Mike and Joe. Mike's in Oakland, Joe's in LA. They're boring and they're gay. Joe tense, the teen slot. Fat and lazy with no job. Magic tricks and tackle trucks. That's how he Joe. Hello. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Yeah. So wait, are you going to start playing the music like that? Well, the audience doesn't know that anything changed. (laughs) (laughs) To the audience. People don't know. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said hello, and then all of a sudden it was like, bam, music. It, so, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I have this new program now where I can play sound clips now. And so I knew I would surprise you with that. And um, which I'm going to tell you something right now. Listening to the theme song, I know how Jordan Darling felt because it was sort of awkward listening to these horrible things about ourselves <laughs> with you on the phone. Yeah. Um, I was tapping my toe though. Yeah, I, I like her. We have a good theme song. We have a catchy theme song. Yeah, Steve doesn't even think so. My, yeah, my boyfriend hates <laughs> it. But <laughs> um, how are you? What's going on with you? Uh, I am doing just fine. Uh, just living my life. I've actually had a really boring week. I haven't really, for the most mm. part, left the house. Is that sad? Living la vida loca. No, it's leaving la vida. Boro. I don't. I don't know Spanish. I don't know. What I know. Is in I Spanish. knew the word boring for a while. I used to teach English classes, and a lot of the people there spoke English or spoke Spanish. And that's what they would say about you. Yeah, and so I <laughs> learned the word boring really fast. <laughs> um. So uh, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, Joey, listen to this. So you already know this. Because um, it was big news, so it's not like surprising to you at all. Um, but I have actually been looking for a new job for the last um, probably like six months, um, on and off, but like very serious within the last few. Mm-hmm. And um, I've I don't got very many nice things to say, so that's all I'm going to really say about that. Um, but I found a new job, and I start May first, so I. Went and saw Hamilton. Remember uh, on the last episode we talked about that? Yeah. And when I was there, I was like, you know what? I really am enjoying my my experience here. This is a good place. Watching the people who work there and kind of looking at their branding and seeing them on Twitter and they're liking my Instagram. I'm like, you know what? This might be a fun place to work. So I'm not even joking. So I saw the show on Saturday, the following Tuesday. I um, was like uh, reminded of my experience uh, for some reason. Mm -hmm. And I just for the hell of it went to the theater company's website and they had a job opening for a job that was like right up my alley. Mm -hmm. So I fired off my resume then. Do you next, have a resume in waiting, like, it, like, or do you have to like tailor? Like, what do you do with? Like, I never understand this resume. Yeah. So, well, uh, all I do is I have like, I have different kinds of jobs, so they have like different angles. So, if I'm ever, so for example, this theater uh, marketing thing, this job was like a new. I had never applied for something like this specifically. So when I kind of tailored my resume, I tried to tailor for what that job might entail and then i just saved that as a theater resume in my file of resumes okay right so um the tuesday i get a call tuesday evening um late late afternoon 
um, she's like, hey, we'd love to meet you, but here's the thing. This job has been open for a while, and we are closing interviews soon. We wanted to to do our last interview tomorrow. So I'm like, you know what? I can make myself available tomorrow. So I went in on, on Wednesday for an interview, and then I got a job on, offer on Thursday. Wow, you so, must have really impressed them. It was so fast, and it was good um i'm excited about it and i got to put in my two weeks notice so i only have one more week at my current position does it make um, you nervous like that would make because i've never had to quit a job so does yeah that make it's you nervous to like quit uh, yes so it's i mean imagine like on the monkey bars how you kind of have to let one go as you're kind of getting a new grip on something else mm -hmm. it is kind of scary for a little bit because you're not really secure in this new place and you don't know what it's going to be like and what if it's awful and i want to get out of there you know what if it's worse than what i was at before yeah um that's scary yeah for sure and there's also just like a lot of like i love my routine you know this yeah. and i don't like kind of spur of the moment it's changes to that routine and having to do things differently and you know that just kind of gives me anxiety so there's all this shit you know i have to worry about prescriptions i have to worry about uh, insurance i have to oh, worry about right. you know f final paycheck and i don't know it's just kind of uh it's just a thing because you know? a lot of now let me ask you this because you you change jobs frequently you Leave your job. Was that shade? No, it wasn't shade. <laughs> you, I, you leave your job, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. And you have insurance for this company. And then usually when you start a new job, and I only know this from like my brother starting a new job or something, and you, the, it, your health insurance with them doesn't kick in automatically. It, it takes a yeah. few months. So sixty days. Yeah. yeah. So what happens in those sixty days? Well, this this job at sixty days. Others I've heard of ninety days and. I think that's kind of the highest I've heard. But so for me, I mean, I just am lucky I have a stockpile in my fridge. So I'm just going to coast. So I just went to my pharmacist uh, and refilled everything I possibly could as well and spent um, a good amount of money. So that, you know, is almost a month's worth right there. Mm -hmm. So I'll be fine. I've I've got it covered. I also have a nice network if I really needed something. I know people that would within you know a bart right away would give it to me but what happens to the average american though you know like you just yeah, don't have you just, your family doesn't have health insurance for 60 days yeah and they have to pay cash or they just are kind of praying they don't get sick hmm. that doesn't, yeah that doesn't sound right it sounds like we should have i don't really understand why i'm <laughs> I'm not sure I even want to ask this because someone's going to tell me, and I'm oh, not John sure Arts. I care. Oh know. yeah, John Arts. <laughs> John Arts is already opening up his laptop right now. Why the hell is our health insurance tied to our employer? Oh, I actually I know don't the answer get to this. this. I know the okay. answer to this. So it comes from um, World War II. So what happened was World War II because it was a serious talent drain because the, all the men were at war. Um, the government put a freeze on like. Um, like raising salaries and stuff like and and those kinds of they couldn't do financial incentives to um, lure people away for other jobs because of the talent freeze. So what these companies started doing was like, oh well, then you could come here and you could we'll give you health insurance, sure, and we'll provide your health insurance because that wasn't necessarily financial. They weren't giving them more money, and then that's mm -hmm. how that whole thing got started. And then it just it snowballed and it sort of. It's just weird. It is dumb. It, it the why actually you're actually stating a conservative point of view. So now John Arts sure. is actually writing us uh this is why this is why it doesn't make any sense. The conservatives should that's why the Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, it was a Republican idea. It came from the Heritage Foundation in the 90s. It's actually very Republican. It's like you pay your taxes and you're responsible. I remember all the Affordable Care Act did was say you have to buy health insurance. So at the same way it says you have to buy auto insurance. Okay, right. That's all right. it did for the most. That's a very obviously a very simplified version of what it did. But that's why Mitt Romney passed it in Massachusetts. That's why it was a Republican idea because the Republicans like yeah you pay for your own shit. Okay, and we make you do it. And so, um, but you're right. The, the, uh, businesses shouldn't be in the business of health insurance. It, you know who should be is. The government, like every other industrialized nation in the world. Thank you.
Hmm. Um, did I get, so I have a new job. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so that's happening. Um, I guess that's a full story. Full stop. Do you have any questions or anything? Oh yeah. yeah. Do you get free tickets to plays or anything? So that what's funny is pretty much everyone I talk to asks me that and I have no idea. I would imagine that there's some advantage, but that's not, I mean, it didn't come up in an interview and I'm not about to ask that in an interview. So we'll see. Um, but I mean, I'll be close. So I, I, there, I don't know. We'll see. What's, um, now do you have to take the BART into San Francisco now? Yeah, so my commute is going to be about the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's about 30 minutes. Um, but the difference will be walking versus versus on a crowded train. So, you know, I'll be okay, though. I got I'm lots excited. of I'm podcasts ex- I feel, to I feel there will be a lot of stories. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, just uh, the commute alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're gonna Get ready for all these angry Bart stories. Oh, God. We had them before, and now we have them again. You better start following that guy again on Instagram. No, never. What's up with you? Any stories you wanted to tell? Well, like I told you, I haven't. For the most part, I haven't really left the house in a week. It's it's sad but true. Mm-hmm. But I have one small story. So uh, you know, I'm taking that gay, that LGBT playwriting class. Okay, and you have homework in this class. But I'm going to tell you something. I just haven't been doing the homework. I'm so fucking busy lately so busy i have so many balls that i'm juggling uh right now and so every day i'm just <laughs> caught up to i'm trying to tackle three different things yeah and the worst one of all is this there's a 21 year old there's a 24 year old yeah exactly <laughs> so uh no no i'll tell you what it is it's, it's a nine-year-old named rupaul's drag race because this <laughs> rupaul's drag race has me working non-stop from friday night until Monday night. that My world is RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay? Yeah. So the LGBT class is on Monday nights. So I was working really hard. I was supposed to do... Yes? I, I, I don't want to discount what you're, you're saying you're feeling, but it doesn't sound like a lot, Joe. <laughs> I mean, like... No, 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 no. I mean, compared it's, it's like to, like, RuPaul's, people who yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, no, but then I'm also... Starting a nonprofit organization, I have to do. Oh shit! I just remember I have to do for that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about that one gig that I have about that's a paid podcasting thing, but it's not me podcasting. I'm yeah. I, I got hired to edit someone's podcasts. I have yeah. to fit that in. I also have to. I mean, um, those are the two main ones. And then I was also just, how do people? I really have this question before I continue the story. I'm lucky in that I work out of the house, and so I can set my own schedules. What that also means, though, is when you work out of the house, you don't really you don't work nine to five. Like, if I need to work, I have to work until eleven p.m. You know, you just you fit in your work when you need to fit it in. And how do people get shit done in their day? Because that's just not even counting. Like, for instance, I have a new car, not a new car. But I bought a used car, right? And I had to donate my car to charity, and I had to arrange that and fill out this paperwork and make sure the tow truck guy's here and go to you know fill this out and fill that out, and then like just like things in your life. How do people who go to work nine to five? How do they get yeah. these things done, Mike Lawson? I think a lot of people, certainly not me, but a lot of people do that shit while they're on the clock. Like, they will arrange all the details for the car pickup, and then when it's time to do the actual pickup, they're on their lunch break or something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, they, I don't think we're a very productive country, I'm guessing. That's why I think people would be more productive if they worked at home. Well, I can only speak for myself. If I have a, but I'm used to that sort of gig kind of employment where, like, I'm an independent contractor. If I want to get paid, you know, I have to track my hours and I set my schedule. But again, like I said, I work at inconvenient times. I'm very motivated by um, getting to get away from people and (laughs) going home. So being at home alone already, you know, in a very comfortable place doesn't motivate me to hurry up and get my shit done. So I, no, I get hard. much more I'm much more done no, at you're the right. office. I'm, I get much more done at an office as well. Um, yeah. So that's why actually, you know, 
with my nonprofit corporation, you know, I ran a business for eight years. And I remember when I met with the lawyer, she was like, well, what are you thinking about like office space? And I was like, I look, I remember when I first started my business, I had this dream that I was going to be this mogul and I was going to have employees and I was going to have an office and I was going to have this. And then like, then you start a business and you start getting that stuff and you realize what a fucking headache it is. Right. So I want to avoid that as much as possible. Thank God technology has now advanced to the point where now, like, I'm perfectly fine running my business out of WeWork. Right. Well, what's interesting, though, is I think that it's become so much more accepted to not have office space and still be credible. Because yes. at, once upon a time, places like WeWork were around, but they also acted as, like, a front sometimes. Yeah, like, they yeah. would answer the phone in your name. It would be a mailing address. It would be, you know, you could tell people you had an office even if you didn't actually have a ton of, you know, personal space there. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about WeWork is they've made it like not only like not only like open about it, they made it like sort of cool that you're doing yeah, that. Yeah, trendy, yeah. Yeah, it's trendy. Sure. Like, oh yeah, we're creative. What is it like a creative office space or like I don't know what they call it, right? Yeah. So yeah, huh. I I don't mind paying fifty dollars a month for WeWork and then I go when I want, get my shit done and leave. Right. And go in when I want and, and you know, pay extra for a conference room if I when I need it. I don't need I don't need a dedicated office space. I don't need my name on a window. Thank you. Just give me my money. Anyway, so the point is I was very, very busy. And I didn't get my homework done. And in fact, I had to bail out on another episode of RuPaul. Because, again, boring RuPaul's Drag Race. Stuff. We usually record it in one sitting, but we couldn't because of Easter. So we had to do it split up. And so Monday night we were going to do it again. I couldn't do it. Kind of do my homework. And I literally only had, Mike Lawson, half an hour. And I was supposed to write, like, a, a play, essentially. Not a whole play, but, like, I was supposed to bring in pages for the play that I'm working on. Right? Right. So I pulled a, a like a trick that you do in school, and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm a writer. I've written. I'm gonna get one of my old sitcom spec pilots, and I'll just take a change the names or something. No, no, no. I mean, it's mine. It's not even a spec sure. script. It's, it's my play. Oh, my, but was it noticeable that it was like? Well, that's what I do. Was change, I'm, episode I'm, I'm, of Alf? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a, it was a pilot that I made. So it was original, but okay. I just, but I needed to change the format so it looked like a play. And I go, I won't read it, but I'll be sitting there with these words, you know? Yeah. So I go there, okay, and I have my pages sitting there, and like I don't wait. Want to wait, read. say it one more time. You won't read it, but you'll sit yeah, there. Like with in your other words, I know that we have to. Ha she wants us to have our pages there. She's going to judge us whether we did our homework. Gotcha. But in the last playwriting class I was at the same organization with Richard, you didn't have to read your play. Oh, okay. Does gotcha. that make sense? So you, you feel like you will look like you did the work, yeah. but you're not going to have to like... We ran out of time. Sorry. Right. right? So I show up. Richard's there. I sit next to Richard. And this, it's a very small class, like 10 people. And you know, I, I told you she's, she's kooky. Right, the first, yeah. and in fact, I'm even so happy because she's going for the. It's a two-hour class. The first hour and a half, she's talking about like spirits and ghosts. Okay, right. And I'm like, oh, this is so great. Right, I'm sitting. <laughs> she's and I'm sitting right next to her. Like she's in the head of the table, and I'm like to her left, okay. so she can see that I have my homework done. I'm like, yes, right. <laughs> and then finally, she finishes her talk about exorcisms or whatever, and then she goes, okay, uh, let's go around the room. I just want to know how many pages you have. I go, okay, it's easy enough. And I go, and I say four pages. And then Richard, Richard says he has eight pages. Richard, Richard, by the way, did his homework. Okay. And everyone else says the number of pages. Okay. <laughs> and she goes, you know what? We got time for about four pages. She's, yours is short. Let's just do yours right now. <laughs> and I go, oh, right? So I felt that coming. I, I felt know. it. So then I have to pass out the copies to everyone. And Mike, uh, it's so clearly a sitcom. So, like, because you, you've seen plays, plays the scenes are very long. You yeah. know, they're like pages and pages. Just one in one living room. You know, pages. Mike, mine is like <laughs> like half a page for a scene, right? Uh -huh. and, it's, and it's very bow, like bow, 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 bow. yeah, it's very like set up punch. <laughs> you know, so like it, it's a so the pilot. It's a you might be a little too sensitive because you know it is. True. So the pilot is based, all I'll say is, because I want to tell you this, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. The pilot is based on my relationship with my mother. I'll say that. 
Okay. And so the opening scene of the pilot, I just think it's a true story from my life. I know you know the story. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. But it's a true story from my life. And I just think it's the most perfect opening for a pilot about me and my mom ever. Which Mm -hmm. is the story is, I was just sitting in the living room. Just sitting there. Sitting there. Minding my own fucking business. And my mom comes waltzing through the living room. And she looks at me and she goes... Oh, honey, you look depressed. (laughs) Is it because you're fat? And I just look at her and she goes, is it because you're gay? Is it because you're like 28 years old and living with your parents? And I was like, well, I wasn't depressed, but now I am. Uh, Thank you. Right. And so she listened. Opening the, credits. Opening like that's the teaser, Mike. That's dun, the scene. <laughs> I'm trying to do the Will and Grace one with the crazy piano. Um, that's the opening scene of this play, right? And but but Mike, you saw that even the story is longer than what happened because I'm having to explain how it's I'm feeling. It's just dialogue. It's just right. dialogue. And so that's the whole. And it's four pages of that, and you could tell everyone was laughing at certain parts, kind of, but it was kind of like, <laughs> right. So then yeah. I'm feeling kind of not, I'm like, oh, it's embarrassed, right? Then they read Richard's play. Oh, Mike Lawson, they think this, they are like rolling on the floor, crying, laughing. They think it is the greatest play of all time. Okay. You know? And by the way, you, for the record. Did you? No, 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 no. I do. It, it, it is really, 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 really good. It is very good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not begrudging him that. And I told him very sincerely afterwards. That was really good. Because I actually read an earlier version. And it is really good. But it was just funny because people know we're cousins. Mm-hmm. So my shit fucking didn't do the homework <laughs> sitcom. Josefina even said, this feels like a sitcom. And I go, oh, I know. I got to make these scenes longer. And then Richard goes and this brilliant stuff just comes out, flies out. Everyone loves it, right? So, so, and now you've read Marianne's book, so you'll understand this. But I, you know, I felt the envy building up inside of me, all right? Sure, sure. So I say to myself, I say, you know what? This has nothing to do with Richard. This has nothing to do with anybody. And it's, it's all me. And the feelings I'm feeling aren't real. You know, I'm going to offer them to the universe. Because what the universe mm-hmm. is there to absorb this anger and horrible feeling that I'm feeling. And take it away from me. I'm going to ask the universe to remove these feelings from me. And it did. It The, the universe okay. did. But I did still feel kind of like... Ugh. You know, because you only have one chance to make a first impression. So yeah. now I'm like, Was that the first time you read? Yeah, that's the first time my play was read. But by the way, uh, I was reading, now throughout the night, I went, this is important to the story. I was reading other people's plays. I actually read, I was a character in Richard's play. And, um, and they, they, we had some worksheets we had to do in the beginning, and I read those. I read the worksheets before we even read the plays. And then when I read my play, you know, Josefina was like, and you're, it, it, this is the name of the play by Joe Batanz. Okay. So mm-hmm. my name's out there. Yeah. Everything. So after the play, uh, I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out. I'm so embarrassed. Okay. And I'm walking out with Richard and this guy walks up to me and Richard. Okay. Okay. And he says, I think his name's Jaime. I work for NBC and hey, I couldn't listen, help yeah. it over here. What I just. <laughs> you got you got Moxie, kid. <laughs> and I like Moxie. No. He comes and he goes. Can I ask you a question? By the way, he's walking up to us. With the, I can tell he wants to talk to us. I'm like, oh, we're going to suck Richard's dick about how great his play was, right? And he walks up to us and he goes, can I ask you guys, can I ask you a question? But he's talking to me. Okay. And he goes, I have to apologize to you. Um, I didn't really listen to your play. And I, well, it was being read. And I was like, trust me, you didn't, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. And he goes. You and three-fourths of the people in there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening. I wrote it. So, uh, and he goes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I was, I was like your voice. There was something about your voice. And then, and then once the, you know, Josefina said your name and then I, I just couldn't concentrate anymore. He goes, are you on a podcast? <gasps> he's a RuPaul fan. And, and Richard goes, he's on a couple of podcasts. And he goes, are you on RuPaul's Drag Race recap? Uh, <laughs> and I go, <laughs> Yes. 
That's awesome. I go, I go. Uh, yes, I am actually. I am. What can I sign for you, young man? Yeah, I was like, what can I do for you? Uh, is there anything I can do for you right now? And he was like, um, he thought I'm just a huge fan of the show, and um, I just, I, I just can't believe I'm in the same room as you. I've listened since the first season with, <laughs> with like Donna Sugars and. Um, and, and and he just was going like he was just fangirling over me in this dumb podcast. But it was the reason I bring that up is that's very not, I mean that nothing like that ever happens to me. Yeah. But um <laughs> to be recognized by your voice. He said, I know that voice from somewhere. Right. And then, he heard and then when name. she said your name, he it like, clicked. Yeah. Look at you, Joe Batanz, getting recognized in public. I know, but I brought it up because <laughs> I was like, you know, I you make fun of me on this Marianne, but you know, I, the universe tries to find an opening to bring you a blessing. And once I opened my heart and got rid of the bitterness, I was able to allow the miracles to happen. Thank you. That made, sure. me, that made me feel good. So I, I left, good. I left the, uh, the, uh, the event like in a better mood. Good. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Well, real quick, I didn't mean to shit on earlier. You were like... I work three days on RuPaul, oh. and I kind of laughed about that. But like, it is silly. You do, you do good work. Like, no. I'm enjoying all of it. Thank so. you. But but I, as I tell people on the phone, they put out a 42 minute episode <laughs> on every Friday. <laughs> By Monday night, I've created four hours of content right. with our dumb show, and then I'm on serious on Monday talking about it. Yeah, on the not uh, not dumb show. Neither of them are not, dumb no. Shows. Neither of them dumb. Well, serious. Kind no. Of. <laughs> Stop it. So, I just know Larry listens. By the way, have you ever listened oh, to this God. serious show with Larry and his yeah, sleep of number course. bed? In the sleep number bed? Yeah. I, I got to get a copy of this. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to get a copy of the sleep number ad. I'm telling you, it is the crazy. And then, you know, I've been having to call in recently. Uh-huh. Because I don't leave the house because I'm a hermit. I'm Boo yeah. Radley. And uh, I have to call it. So now I have to hear the commercials. Last time he's like, people make fun of me, but how much I love this sleep number bed. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, girl, it is so comfortable, this sleep number bed. And yeah. I was like, it, it, Mike, the commercials are so long. You know what? Whatever sleep number is paying for these ads, they're getting their money's worth. I don't know if I hear those same commercials because I listen on the web and I don't think I've ever heard one. Uh, okay, well, so what's up with you, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, for my birthday, I wanted to go camping with Steve. That was like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My, my one request, right? And Steve sh- is this type of person that showers multiple times a day, at least twice a day. Wow. Yeah, and camping was not at the top of the list of things he would want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? This place where I went camping solo back in November, they have showers. So why don't we go, you know, we'll just go for one night. You could shower at home in the morning. You'll have to do one shower there. And then we'll leave early in the morning and do, you could do the next shower at home, right? Yeah. Like we, we, got, we got this. So I reserved a campsite. Oh, what's funny though is the first time uh, I reserved or not reserved, but we were going to do this like right after my birthday and it kept getting i just had plans every weekend or he did um so we it got kicked all the way till this past weekend Mm -hmm. and uh we went up to mount diablo but i accidentally reserved a campsite that was different from the one it's in the same state park but it's a huge state park so i reserved a different campsite and there's no showers so (laughs) we we got there and he was like it's okay i'll just wash up in the sink but you knew it was not okay you knew it was not okay meanwhile do you you don't camp really joey right um we're actually i think actually mike lawson i'm not even joking it may be exactly a year since the disastrous joshua tree trip with uh my last relationship oh and there you guys didn't have showers no 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 and i for me I almost feel like if there were showers and I'm there for 24 hours, 
I'm not taking a shower there. I agree Like, the with discomfort you. of that. Yeah. And I feel like I would almost feel more dirty. Because yes, I'm, like, I agree going in this, like, public, moldy, yes. gross shower with athletes. I like. am totally on board with you. Yes. So, um, I I was fine. Um, and Steve, he toughed it out. Um, we had a great time, though. It was, like... We had two kinds of hikes. We did one that was like a trail hike. We also did one that was like not rock climbing, but it was like a lot of kind of really steep kind of rock boulders that you had to get over and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And um, what's funny, Joey, is we come back um, to civilization. We shower. We get um, back to life. And we were going to go to dinner that night when we're back and I was trying to be good boyfriend. So I'm like, you know what, Steve, you go, let's go anywhere you want anywhere. And there's a Korean place near my house oh God. Um, called Obi town, Obi time or Obi town, one or the other. And, Oh, I think Obi town and they, it's Korean food, and you know, Joey, I don't really like Korean food. Yeah, but uh, oddly, you always end up at Korean food, whether with me yeah. or Steve. It's true. And I don't know really... It, like, my brain doesn't really understand why I don't like it. And it's like, not that I don't... I'm like, I hate all Korean food. Like, I think I keep going back because I'm sh- I'm sure there's Korean food I like. No, you know what? I'm the same way with you with Indian food. There I, has to be something good about it because everyone likes it. Everyone loves it. I don't. It doesn't. Well, maybe you're different for me on this, but it doesn't make me vomit. But like, and I can eat it. But I'm like, hmm, I feel like I wasted a meal. Yeah. I don't know where you are on Korean food on this, but Korean food I just don't really like a lot of the flavors. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm the same and way so, with Indian food. And I'll say also say mildly Vietnamese food. Like Oh, I love I love Vietnamese food. Oh. I love Thai, love Chinese, love Japanese. I tol I'll say I tolerate Vietnamese food. Mm. So um we are at this Korean place and I'm looking down the menu and it's like Everything has meat in it, and the like couple things that I was like eyeing, I don't know, didn't really sound that good. And so I am just like not really looking forward to it. We put in our order, that is that. And um, as we're sitting there, Steve starts telling me this story about him and one of his other friends, and how they struggle to find restaurants to eat at together because the both of them. Uh, are only happy if the other person they're eating with is happy. Oh, God. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, shit. I already am not sure I'm going to enjoy my But doesn't he food. know you don't like Korean food? Yeah, and yes. And I think he even knew, like, as we were getting ready to order, he was like, do you just want to go somewhere else? Because he could kind of tell I was, like, searching for something to eat. Like, it was taking me a long time to kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the food comes and then the one dish that I got, it actually had this like fish cake thing on it and I don't eat fish. (laughs) I don't know. And so in my head, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And so I like tried to move stuff around the plate a little bit, but he could tell. Yeah. It was the most uncomfortable, awkward dinner. And then you're like, mouse. And then you stepped on a napkin. He's so nice and polite, so he he's not like gonna say he's disappointed, but oh, he had an awful meal. Oh no, poor Steve. Yeah, and what's also shitty is like be- because we kind of always do the your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. It was my turn to pay for dinner. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> and well, then you don't feel bad. It's bad that he had to pay for the meal you didn't eat. No, so then he refused to let me pay. Because he was like, you didn't even eat any of this. I'm not going to let you pay for it. Steve kind of is the best boyfriend. He, uh, There's nothing wrong with him yeah, at all. I don't see how you guys break up ever. Um, he's an awful driver, though, <laughs> Joe. He is. And, like, I'm scared for my life when I'm in the car. And I do overreact sometimes, but it's because I'm on edge when he's driving. <laughs> That's his flaw. He's listening, too. He knows it. Keep my mouth fucking shut on this one. (laughs) 
Um, do you have any news stories or anything you wanted to talk about? The man who admitted going on a tire slashing spree won't have to go to jail. Shai Igvi was sentenced today to time served as well as three years probation. He'll also have to pay the victims to replace their tires. Security camera video showed him slashing the tires of more than two dozen cars in the Valley Glen area in February. Um, I was so thrown off by the audio. I, somebody splashed tires. Was it, was it too loud? <laughs> was it too loud or too soft? No, I, it was perfect. I just kind of was like shocked that you did it and then i was like oh then maybe i could play audio oh but i'll have to send him links and then i was like but where would i find links of audio stories and like my brain just wasn't there because <laughs> it was a shock to me joey i didn't know we were doing this yeah we started doing, doing that okay so this guy was going around slashing tires for no apparent oh. reason it wasn't like he had a vendetta against them and i, f- but here's I feel th- like there was a guy in my high school that did that Here's the deal, though. Like, I actually think, like, this is a controversial statement. Like, I've ne- I want the record to show. I have never slashed anyone's tires. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you sympathize? Well, no. This guy was doing it like just hap- Just he was just doing it to be an asshole, right? Yeah. Well, I guess anyone who does it is doing it to be an asshole. But there have been some people who are like, I don't want to have violence inflicted upon them. You know. But you want them to hurt a little bit. Yeah, and if you pour sugar in their gas tank or threw an egg on their car, you're permanently damaging their car, right? Maybe, yeah. But if you slash their tire, like... Yeah. So here's here's my take on it, Joey, mm-hmm. what you just said. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm with you. I'm... Like, I have before um, put a fake Craigslist ad with a cheap car and somebody's phone number. <laughs> so they would get a bunch of phone calls before the ad was taken down, Right. Like I've I've done that, but the, okay. I kind of feel like I'm like it's not my job anymore, and it's taking me. And I I'm not good at this, but like I just get angry over. It's not my job to punish people. It punishment will happen on its own. No, I agree with you, and that's what the and course so, of miracles helped me get there. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's what what I think about the tire slashing. Yes, I think I've been that angry. And I can I understand why someone could be angry and do that, but I fight against that kind of anger. The end. Okay, very good. Yeah, what's going on in San Francisco, Mike Lawson? Hey, Joe, have you heard of this dick code? <laughs> this is actually not a San Francisco story. I just really am so curious about your take on this. You know, I, I, um, I intentionally did, I saw that you posted this on Facebook, but I I wanted like a real reaction, so I didn't I didn't read about it. So I, I saw I. Obviously, I, I said, what is this? And so I saw a vague idea of what it was. But then when I realized it was a story you had not done but were going to do, I stopped reading. So explain it to me. Okay. So it's pretty simple. You go to uh, a complicated URL, which is dickcode.creativerobot.co. And you answer a bunch of questions or pictures. And you basically select the pictures that best describe your dick. So it starts with, like, uncut and cut pictures and then it goes to like angles and then girth and then uh length and veininess and uh curvature to the left or right mm-hmm. and curvature up or down and size of ball sack and hairiness of ball sack and pubic hair and hairiness of pubic hair and upper legs and how much you come and all these questions right yeah how much how much you come and also how quickly can you come again and do you come in like spurts or like in confetti little things, right? You answer all these questions mm-hmm. and they're not really questions. You just pick which one best looks like you in all of them. And when you're done, it creates a, a unique URL, a dick code page. And you could then send it when you're dating people on these dating apps and it's a very descriptive way of sending it, so you don't have to use words, I guess. But then you also don't have to worry about your dick showing up on Tumblr because you sent a picture. It's also free, it's anonymous, and nothing ever gets stored or shared. So it doesn't like connect your dick with your person at all. So what do you think about that? I think it's stupid. I'll tell you why. Tell me why. One, I'm sending my dick well, I can only speak for myself. If I send my dick pic, it's to my brother. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I send my dick pic, it's in hopes of getting one in return. 
right? It's quid pro quo. Okay. So you want a pick. Yes. Okay. One. That makes sense. Two. Yeah. I can't speak to the innate male nature here, but there's just something you just want to see what's going on. Uh, you just want to see what's going on. So, for instance, there is a, what's funny, Sweet Michael and Noah read the same blog too called OMG Blog. Okay. Yeah. I, they have celebrity gossip and stuff like that. But one of the things that they do, I would say on the reg, I think once a day, right, is you're seeing celebrity dick pic. You guys don't, it doesn't always hit the news because usually like minor reality show celebrities. But I think everybody on every reality show is sending their dick pic everywhere. Okay. Sure. So you'll see a pic of a guy go like, oh, this guy from Big Brother sent a dick pic. I'm like, I want to see what his dick looks like. And for the most part, they just look like every other dick. But I'm like, oh, I got to see what this guy's dick looks like. You know? And they all look, for the most part, the same. Right. You know? So, I don't know. There's something about seeing what that person is actually working with. Seeing the actual dick is super important. I don't know why, but it is. Two. So, would you, just while you're right there, would you then potentially, hypothetically, whatever be chatting with somebody that you wanted to bone and you see their dick pic and you're like, nope, sorry. Like it's that it's a deal breaker. That's a very good question. I'll tell you why. I, by the way, I'm not a dick pic sender or carer about her. Okay. Um, it's a trick question because if you're talking about something as emotionless as grinder or scruff, yes. yes. Right. Um, that I will see a dick pic and go, you know, not interested, not interested. However, by the way, not for size. I'm not a size queen more. It's, um, uh, maybe character. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say character. I know you're being funny, but because I don't want to, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get emails about how <laughs> my dick looks like that. And now I, Joe Batanz won't sleep with me and uh, which who, no one yeah. would want that anyway. But anyway, I just want to avoid all things about that. Okay. I'm not a size queen. There's other things I'm not into. Okay. So, yes. However, that said, not Cameron, but some of the biggest loves of my life. Okay. The ones that I go like, ah, that was the one that got away. Yeah. I think we just had an earthquake, by the way. Oh, you did? Well, we didn't. Yeah. How, Go on, was it, though. It, was, it wasn't it was that big. Okay, then we won't feel it over here. Okay, so... some Someone also could have slammed the door downstairs. Yeah. Or there could have been a nuclear bomb that went off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, a couple of the biggest love... No, actually, either hottest sex or loves of my life or whatever. These guys, if I would have seen their dicks on Grinder, I would have bailed. You know? Uh, yeah. But you... You're in the moment, or you care about the person, and it's 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 fucking hot. Like, sure, without giving anything. Well, I think ahead. I think though, it kind of that just kind of italicizes that these sex apps are putting things into different order. Not that one is more natural, but like it's just more traditional. Like we have traditionally met people, talked to them a bit before we see their dick pic, right? But we're these apps are kind of putting cart before our horse almost, where like we communicate, but. You know, it's a very visual kind of communication where you're seeing all parts of somebody and making those big judgments. I mean, even when we, you would like in the olden days of the 2000s, the early 2000s, you would meet someone in a bar and you would still kind of talk a little before you fucked, usually. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Um, that's why I'm like, that's why, that's why you know, to, uh, someone... Made a joke about me being on Grinder anymore. Oh, it was a straight guy. I made a joke about me being on Grinder. I'm oh, I don't do that anymore. And he was like, really? And then I, I said, you know, here's why. And and I'm just not into those apps. I'm just not into those apps anymore. In fact, yeah. the story, the news story I was going to do today was about a guy who uh, is starting like therapy sessions for people who are addicted to the apps. It, the problem was it was it was very more like a narrative long form piece and it was like a news piece. So I was like, mm. and also I can't play with my fancy audio clips. <laughs> what, do you have any other news stories? Yeah, but Mike, it's from San Francisco. Oh, April 20th has long been a day to celebrate marijuana. But this is the first time the 420 event 
has been officially permitted in San Francisco. Crowds gathered at Golden Gate Park to smoke pot. No one under 18 is allowed in and no drugs are for sale. People were also told to leave their bongs at home because no glass is allowed. Uh, did you know about this event? Yeah, I saw like there was like literal cloud of smoke over parts of it. <laughs> okay, so what are your thoughts on 420? I mean, I, okay, here's my official stance on 420, I love community, and I think I really love the idea of people connecting with other people based on something that they share, and I think that that's awesome. And, I mean, I had a connection in the liquor store today with somebody because he, like, made you know some words about um how he wasn't celebrating and then we just started we just started talking because of that and i think that that's cool um so that's my official stance community you know if it brings people together why does why do you have to shit on it that's all you know what i am in partial agreement with you like okay fine whatever right yeah, but these people get way too excited about it. I'm just like, imagine if I was like, Mike Lawson is coming, fried chicken. Oh, no, Mike, the McRib's coming out. The McRib, Michael, the McRib. Yeah. It's McRib day. We'd be like, okay, calm yeah. down. You know. But I'm not yeah, a big fan there of is, there is like a a tribe. So community's good, but like when it comes to like hardcore, I get what you're saying. Like, there's people who have you know almost all their clothing has marijuana leaves on it or they have you know jewelry that and i'm not shitting on that but it does it becomes so you know um core to their identity um that's interesting but i mean i'm the way that i'm involved in kind of my diabetes community that's very core to my identity what do you mean yeah but you're not like i know but it, it it's different it's it's different. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm fine. It's not, it doesn't offend me. I don't think it's bringing down society. I just think when people get so excited, you can smoke. Because you, here's the deal. The people who get so excited about 420, they're smoking weed every day. Not, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not like they never smoke weed. That is true. It, it yes. would be like if you got a present every day and you get excited about Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would has been – so I have been recently – well, I mean, it's been over a year mm-hmm. that I have used marijuana um, recreationally, but also kind of medicinally, but never prescribed by a doctor that I would trust to make other decisions in my healthcare uh, management plan. But um, I, some this year for twenty, like one thing that I enjoy is you kind of see who your stoner friends might be on social media. So I kind of like watch other people that are li- at least liking other marijuana memes or uh, tweeting stuff. And I'm like, oh, interesting. That person might also be smoking in the evenings or something. But I don't know. Duh, whatever. Um, all right. Well, that's um, all my news stories. Do you have another news story? What do you know? Oh, I do. Oops, Oakland City website down, domain name not renewed. (laughs) So the city of Oakland's website was down Thursday for some internet users because the city hadn't renewed its domain name, said Karen Boyd. Uh, People trying to access oaklandnet.com, which by the way, oaklandnet.com? Why not oakland.gov or something? Oaklandnet.com. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) oaklandnet.com were met with a placeholder page uh, and it said that the backorder domain renew now so that's a bummer remember when google like for half a second didn't own google and that kid bought it oh wow no remember, oh, like it was like a few years ago like and i don't know how this kid knew or whatever but like it was like it wasn't a 10 sec it was a very short amount of time though where like yeah. they hadn't renewed google.com <laughs> Yeah, and this kid went in and bought it, and they. What's funny is, they pretty much, I wouldn't say threatened him. They were like, "We will sue you, and you will spend so much money, or we'll give you ten thousand dollars." It was like something low, like ten thousand dollars, and he was right. like fine with that. But yeah, um, I would ask for more. I'd have been like, "Give me 30. Um A friend of the show, Celeste, owned a domain once that she bought for like 
on a whim mm-hmm. and had maybe something kind of dumb parked there. And the Girl Scouts changed their like motto and it matched the domain. Oh, really? And they they bought it from her for a good chunk of change. Remember that was a big thing people were doing, and like people owned like Disney.com and shit like that. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just brought that story up because I thought it was funny yeah. because I could see myself doing that. That's actually only happened to me once. I oh no, it's happened a couple times, mm-hmm. twice maybe. Um, so whatever, Oakland, oh, get it together. Like but they got it, but bucks. no one bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> they did it. Yeah, but, they, but why they, it's Oakland, back online. Why but... Oakland Net though? We still haven't. What's what's at Oakland dot com? I don't know. Well, there's probably other Oaklands, but. Or Oakland.gov. Yeah, Oakland.gov makes sense. Oh, nothing. <laughs> Oakland.gov is nothing. Huh, that makes no sense. What about Oakland.California.gov? Yeah. Oakland.com is Oakland Media's website. Oh. Oakland. Oh, God. Oakland.ca? Yeah. Dot .gov is nothing. Huh. I wonder, there might be some sort of structure to city city websites like that. I don't know. Anyway, that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Let's wrap this up. I actually got stuff to do. I'm going, um, Joey, to Seattle tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speaking at an event. Um, I'm kind of nervous. I have to, I'm speaking for an hour and a half. Wow. And I'm just barely getting my shit together on this. Like, it's taking me a long time to get it together so i want to get it done tonight so that i don't have to worry about it anymore um so i'm going to seattle and then i start my last week of work and that's it what about you what do you got going on next week what do i have going on i well starting tomorrow my life is rupaul's drag race um yeah i feel like i think sunday i'm gonna hang out with the johns and maybe it's only a maybe and then I think I have anything going on this coming week. My my life is so boring right now. And those are always good story weeks. So I, well, the, no, this one wasn't. I had one story about like how someone <laughs> like, would listen to my show. Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Go. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Good night, chat. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid. Hello. Oh, yeah, you don't need to record. I do. Uh...